0: Hello, and welcome to the Shane Moss Memorial Hour. I'm your host, Franklin Delano Moss, named after the president, not the one you're thinking of. And hi, it's nice to see you again. It's nice to talk to you again. Um, It's been a while since I did one of my shows. It's been a few months. There There were some events in between the last show we did and this one that threw some of my plans into... A different path than the one that I had planned for them to go down. And that's what makes life beautiful. But that's also why it has been a few months since there has been a new Shane Moss Memorial Hour. But have no fear. I am here to correct that injury. It's not an injury. Um, As you can see, I have not spent the last few months learning how to speak or taking public speaking classes. Now I've just been... Well, we'll get to what I've been doing. But basically... um. We so in the in the last episode of the Shane Moss Memorial Hour we discovered that my son, excuse me Shane uh, hadn't really died. He was the he was the whole he was the sole purpose of this whole show was we were doing a whole thing where I was gonna remember my son who died and it turned out he didn't die. And that kind of threw my plans for the show. Again, on a different path, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. It's hard. Look, I haven't really talked about what happened with anyone. So it's hard. For, you might even hear my mouth drying up like this. I need to take a sip of water because um, it's tough. But I'm going to power for, through it because I took an oath when I started this show, the, the Hippocratic podcast oath, that I would always entertain and I would never leave my listeners wanting And that I would always be there for them. So, I'm going to take a sip of water, and I'm going to compose myself. And we're going to continue, because I'm a good boy, and this is a good show, and you're going to like it. So, hang ten. That's me bumping the mic. So, in the interim, between this show and last, I've taken some time to figure out what I've been doing with my life, and what I want to do with it going forward. Uh, And I've also taken a lot of time processing and evaluating and uh, sort of puzzling out the uh, the comments that were left on some of my previous appearances uh, in this room on this show. Uh, and I'd like to share a few of them with you today and I'd like to share what they meant to me and how I used them to better myself and these were of course taken from the Keith and the girl forums which is the uh, network that has kindly hosted me these past uh, eight years and just want to give another big shout out to them thank you Keith and Chemda uh Chemda, glad to see you're recovering so well sorry I was kind of going through my own thing the whole time you were doing your tumor thing or whatever was going on with that so I wasn't very much of a presence there for you and I apologize for that but I had to t- you know as the bible said i had to remove the log from my own eye before i could take the splinter out from yours and as it turned out i didn't even have to take that splinter out of yours because the doctors took it out for you so that's all well and good but yes these are on the keith and the girl forums these uh these messages these uh these pieces of advice for me i would say that again became these three you know I read every comment a lot of people say don't read the comments it's only negativity and I'm not a person who believes in that I'm a person who believes in the inherent goodness of every human being so I do read the comments especially comments that are related to me and I read them over and over and over again and I say Franklin how can you be better how can you do better at this how can you do the best B you can possibly have done and these three comments are of a sort of, they are the, um, what's the word? They're the staircase that sort of lifted me to a point where I can say I am doing being the best I ever have done. And my whole entire shurmanging life is the best I've ever done being. So, and it's because of these three, these three comments. So, the first comment is from a, from a fellow, uh, and fellow, of course, using the non-gendered way, this could be a man, this could be a woman, I don't know, but a fellow who goes by see and desist. Who wrote, just fucking stop Danny, this is ridiculously stupid. Now, I was thrown, I'll admit it cease and desist, I was thrown by Danny in there. Um, I know to whom you're referring, but I also know it's not me, so that uh, seems strange to me, but I chose to overlook it, uh, so I'm just going to s- substitute my name because that's how I sort of, that's how I bridge the gap in my own head to make this work for me. So, cease and desist writes, just fucking stop Franklin, this is ridiculously stupid. Thank you, C.S., thank you for your words. Thank you for using that beautiful muscle we call a mouth to shape the air and form the very atmosphere we're breathing into sound and life and words and transmit them to me. Although I guess you did it electronically. So thank you for doing it with the very muscles you call your fingers. And clicking open the internet, or the great voice of the entire nation, or of a whole world's mouth, if you will, a whole world's giant, all-encompassing electronic mouth. And you sent this message out to me. You reached out to me as a human being. You said, "I'm going to entangle my life with Franklin's forever, by sending him this missive, by putting into, by bringing into reality, the things that had." seconds before only been a mere stew in my brain you said i'll do this for franklin and i thank you for that gift cease and desist because it is gifts like that that remind me that this is a whole world we are connected to that exists outside of our bubble or our sphere of influence and i use this message a lot cease and desist i would read it every morning as soon as i got out of bed i i I had it on the pillow, so I'd roll over and the first thing I'd see is a little post-it note with, just fucking stop Franklin, this is ridiculously stupid, and I'd look at that and I would let the day sort of greet me, I would breathe in, I would see how the air smelled that morning and then I would I would exhale and I would think, today is a day that I'm going to turn into an experience and a memory and a thing that I can look back on when I'm older and say, hey, that's a, that's a thing that I was happy to be there for. And I think that, and I read your note, just fucking stop, Franklin. This is ridiculously stupid. Um, and it just centers me, you know? Ever since I quit using heroin, uh, it's notes like that that have sort of brought me back to life, if you'll let me quote one of my favorite bands, Evanescence, brought me back to life, awoken me inside, and said, Franklin, you're a, you're a trooper. You're a super trooper, if you'll allow me to quote one of my favorite movies. You're a super trooper and you're going to keep going. So thank you to see us and desist. And you'd think that would be enough. And if, if, if that's the only gift I had gotten, it would have been enough. But I'm a blessed man. I'm a lucky man who has a lot of joy in his life and in his heart. And has a lot of people who sought fit to reach out to me and to let me know what they thought of my audio missives. So this next gift comes to us from Scrumpty which I love. I love the name scrumpty because it's like, mm, that was really scrumpty. That, that thought that I had when I read your gift, that was a scrumpty thought and it tasted so good going down and I'm happy, that I chose to have it. So scrumpty reaches out to me and says one skit I constantly don't enjoy is Shane's dead and Shane's dad. Makes me feel awkward, and I feel like poor Shane being alive and being joked about Well, scrumpty. And again, mm, you have nothing to fear, for Shane is alive. He is not dead. The prodigal son has risen yet again. And I don't think he minds being joked about, because he certainly didn't mind sleeping with my wife, his stepmother, who's raised him since he was eight, but I don't want to get into that. We got into that on the previous episode of the Shane Moss Memorial Hour, so you know well and good what happened because you heard. So I wouldn't worry about Shane being upset about this, but I do want to address your other points, Scrumpty, namely that uh, and by the mm, Scrumpty, It's just I can't help. It's like a reflex. It's like I uh, my. Brain won't let my body forget to say it. It's the damnedest thing, and I have no control over it. But, Scrumpty, one thing that I did have a... uh, I wouldn't say took issue with, but one thing that did give me pause, one thing that was a speed bump on my road to Nirvana, via your comment, was that you called it a skit. A skit, you referred it to. It has... These are hurtful words. Well, it's one word. It's a hurtful word, scrumpty. Mm. It's a hurtful word. Uh, is that even what scrumpty... Am I just thinking scrumptious? That might be... I, I think I'm thinking scrumptious. Not scrumpty. Scrumpty is not mm. But sc- regardless of what it is, scrumpty is a gift. Is scrumpty... Is, is it short for scrumptious? I kind of want to Google this. Is it scrumpty a word? scrumpty urban dictionary scrumpty scrumpty a word mostly used in the southwest england in the southwest england to to describe someone who is a numpty a bit dopey slash silly but also very attractive and lovable i see i see so it's more of an insult than i thought i don't know why you call yourself that scrumpty unless you're comfortable with that in which case power all the power to you i think it's great to embrace any kind of role you can have honestly i think if you if you find something that seems to fit even if it's not i don't know your first your second your third your fourth your fifth your sixth your seventh even your eighth choice as like what your identity as a human being would be i would say if you get to a certain age a certain point you got to stop searching for that other role because you found your role you're you know for you you're scrumpty for me i'm the guy with the kid who's dead, who's not really dead, but he's made a whole thing about it already, and kind of made it his whole personality. But the kid is dead, and now the kid's not dead. You know, he's in a bit of an existential crisis now. But where? Uh, well, that that will come. For now, we just have one more uh, gift. One more gift I have to give to. Um, I have to get to, not give to, because these were gifts that were given to me. I was but the humble receiver of these of these gifts. And oh, were they ever gifts! And this final gift, you know, it they make me. It makes me feel like Jesus. It's if is it the gold the Frankincense and the myrrh from the three the three wise men. A baby could only dream of being so honored, and I what am I in the eyes of the universe but a baby, but a big stinky whiny baby. Who, la, who has almost died from Sids. More than he's even aware of. I wonder how many... Like, I wonder if you can, A, almost die of SIDS. Excuse me. Again, I have to take a drink of water because it's in my contract. So, I wonder, A, if you can almost die of SIDS. Like, if you can come close to dying of SIDS, but, like, barely miss it. And B, if that happens, are you aware of it as a baby? Or are you even aware of anything? But as a baby, in that moment, would you have known, like, wow, I almost die? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't even know what death is as a baby. That's so trippy. Man, babies are trippy. But we can't get to that now. We have to get to Plo's gift. And the gift that Plo gave me, the bridge between our souls that he built with his words, or she, but let's be honest it's probably he is uh is it just me or has this show become tired unfunny and cringeworthy this is straight up yawnsville oh Plo, i couldn't agree with you more had i fallen into a rut yes were my lightning quick stream of consciousness nervous ramblings tough to follow and ultimately not entertaining sure who wouldn't say that they were? Did the skit, and this is a callback to Scrumpty's gift about my son get super old? Apparently, it did. So yes, I agree with you. I used this gift to—I used it as a mirror. I turned it into him. I stripped it down for parts. This gift of yours, hello And then I took those parts, and what I did with them is I rebuilt them and i built them into a mirror and once that mirror was built i looked into that mirror i looked at what i saw and what i saw Plo, was a person who was ready to pivot and who was ready to do a show that could be considered entertaining and that maybe a show that could instead of being straight up yonsville could in fact be In Excitement City or Tropolis. Hmm? Instead of uh, being a a stop on the railroad to Yonsville, maybe we take the express train to Radsville. (laughs) Two stops away, Radsville. It goes Yonsville sadsville you don't want to go there and then radsville and that's where this show will exist Plo, that's the universe this show will choose to occupy from now on um so yeah as you can see i've done a bit of cleaning house emotionally and mentally i've taken a lot of stock of myself and of my surroundings and of the people i choose to surround myself with and i've made changes i've made a lot of really big changes Um, over the past couple months and one of the bigger changes I've made is that I now am the proud owner of a second family. I, um, so after Deirdre and I sort of hit a rough patch, which again, we talked about on the last episode, so I don't want to rehash it here, but she fucked my son. We separated and decided to take some time for ourselves to figure out what was going on and what we wanted to do going forward. And I thought it was great. I thought it was a great idea. I said this is exactly what I need. This is exact I don't want to speak for Deirdre, because that's one of the many complaints she had about me. But it's exactly what Deirdre needed, and I thought this is perfect. We're gonna go take stock, we're gonna go out into the woods, and we're gonna have a vision quest into ourselves, and we're gonna we're going to come back into society and we're going to reunite and we're going to have a stronger marriage because of it. So we went our separate ways. We, we did the whole separation thing and it, it was hard. Sure. It was hard at first. It's, you know, it's, you, 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 I can, you, I can get used to anything. You know, I'm a very resilient guy. I'm known for my wilderness skills. I'm a tough guy and I can adapt to anything. So yeah, was it hard at first? Sure, but I adapted because I'm a warrior. Um, And I had a lot of time to adapt because it was a long break we took. I was anticipating a much shorter break. I was really, um, I was thinking that she would come to her senses pretty quickly and that it wouldn't take that long. But what it did to my chagrin, and isn't it ironic that that word even has the word grin in it because if it's the last thing I want to do, when something is to my chagrin, such as this, is grin about it. Uh, much to my chagrin, Deirdre decided uh, not to continue the separation. She decided to continue the separation. She did not decide to end the separation. So it is an ongoing separation. She um, She keeps finding more and more clever ways to send me divorce papers. Which I don't want to get into because that's too hard. But the one that got me was, he said he had a piano for me. He's a piano delivery man. And I've always wanted a piano. And I've always, I've had this, I mean, of course, Deirdre would know this. she probably told this guy this strategy, but I've had this recurring dream that I've liked to talk about. I've talked about it many times on this show. You can go back and listen, but I'll say it now anyway. I have this recurring dream where a stranger delivers me a piano and then the piano can fly and it's a dream that's haunted me my entire life. And I've always tried to figure out the meaning of it and what it could be and what it could say about my future and what I would ever do if that dream were to ever come true. Is it a sign? Is it foreboding? You know, so, uh, you know, a few months after Deirdre has been trying to get me to sign these divorce papers and I've been, you know, not doing it i get a knock on my door and it's a piano guy it's a piano delivery man who says he has a piano for me uh and of course this was my dream this was you know what would you do if you're dream- if you're if you're if a recurring dream you've had all your life that has tortured you puzzled you thrilled you been a source of great thinking <laughs> for you if it had just shown up literally on your doorstep what would you have done of course you would have let it in of course you would have answered and of course i don't need to explain what happened next it was not a there's no piano uh it wasn't a dream come true it was more of a nightmare come true i was surf papers and i am now divorced i'm a divorced man uh and it's tough to say that about yourself again because i thought the second marriage was really the one that was going to do it but um, but I was wrong, and it's okay to admit you're wrong. The second marriage wasn't the one to do it. What was the one to do it, uh, I thought at the time, was the third marriage. Uh, so about a week or so after Deirdre and I went our separate ways, and I know the timeline's getting fuzzy, but just stick with it. I live in a very elastic universe. I'm a, you know, I'm the kind of person for whom days can really stretch out it's a long long longer periods of time than other people experience days ass so this is all, a lot of this is going to seem really sudden but um i got married again uh, to a wonderful woman by the name of stacy's mom <laughs> she's i believe she's from chechnya uh, her name is Stacy Smom. And let me tell you, sh- she has got it going on. And she has uh, three kids, three adorable little r- young ruffians. Who, uh. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted just thinking about. Um, I don't really talk about the Deirdre stuff to anyone really. And because why would I, why would I burden Stacy's mom with that? She's my wife. She's not my therapist. So I'm so I'm going to try to really keep it together. Cause I know I'm on the air right now, but I am kind of thrown for a loop just being back in the Deirdre heads. being, being back in the deirdre headspace so um so i got married to stacy's mom uh a couple weeks after deirdre and i's divorce was final and uh it's been great i've been really happy this has been a real it's been a real turnaround for me i don't know if you can tell but i have a really different energy a really different vibe to me this time i'm a lot more composed i need a lot more water though I'm definitely feeling a lot thirstier this whole episode than I have felt before. And maybe that's what being in love is, is being thirsty all the time. that That could be a greeting card. My backup plan is I have all these great greeting card ideas. So one day I'm going to sell them to Hallmark or something. And I'm going to make bank. But anyway, Stacy's mom... She's got three beautiful kids, three adorable little ruffians, and I couldn't be happier to call them my stepkids. They certainly don't like it. They're not huge. They're not big on it. They um, have taken longer than I have anticipated for them to, to come around on the idea. But they will. I'll get them. And one of the ways that I'll get them, and that sounds worse than I meant it to. I didn't mean for it to sound worse. so they all play soccer they're triplets their names are michael james and william three beautiful boys well we'll let them decide what gender they are but they right now they're all 10 so right now they are all male presenting but who's it's only up to them to say if they're boys or not. So I'm not going to say... I have, th- I have three male identifying step guys. And they all play soccer. So I thought what a great thing to do to bond with my step guys would be to become their soccer coach. And it has not gone well. I will tell you this. I'm a few months into soccer coaching. And it is... Uh, it's hard like you really gotta know what soccer is and how it works and how to play it and stuff to teach it to these little these little youngsters, and I'm not good at it. And Michael James and William, <laughs> oh, they they are not pleased with me being there. They mostly sort of, they sort of run things. I sort of I sort of step back. I'm I'm more of the paperwork kind of guy, I'm more of the administrative. I do the administrative stuff. They sort of are more of the day to day involvement strategy kind of guys i hang i'm you know i'm the orange slice guy that's sort of my duties and another of my duties is organizing the annual team dinner uh we're at the end of the season which we're rapidly coming up on the whole team gets together at some dinky little restaurant and with their fan with their stupid families uh they're great the families are great i don't mean to everyone I've, everyone i've met at the games has been a, a pleasure Except for Gary, but we don't have to talk about Gary. We have a team dinner. Just you know, everyone gets together at some stupid little restaurant, and uh, we eat, we drink, we be merry, we do this. We have a little. Uh, fuck, I gotta get the trophies. I'll have the trophies. But we have there's these trophies we give out for you know most improved, which is always the shittiest kid. We We might as well make a trophy that says shittiest kid, but we can't do that uh yeah there's best goal there's coolest kick award so stuff like that um so i'm in charge of that and uh i have scheduled the day of the banquet for february 1st the year of our lord and what i didn't realize and what i was sort of hoping that i could do on the show to kill a couple birds with one stone because i'm a really busy guy and I really don't even have time to be dicking around on this show. But I thought, I'll kill a couple birds with one stone, do a few things on the show, make it part of a show, fold it in. Because that's what people like. They want to hear your real life. They want to feel like they're right there with you, creepily staring at you and listening to you as you just go about your life and try to do your thing. That's what they want to feel like. So what better way to do that than to fold errands and minutiae and mundane parts of my life Into the show and make it all part of the same experience, all part of the multiverse, all part of a Delano multiverse. And I hope I haven't called myself Danny on this show. There's just this weird energy. It's like that guy is haunting this place. I don't like it, and I feel—I don't know—I feel his presence. So, if I've slipped up and called myself Danny, I don't think I have, but I don't remember a lot of the show these shows as i do them it's sort of like a tape machine that eats itself as it goes uh so if i have done that that's what's the deal is is danny's haunting this room but i'm franklin delano so um so what i did was what it was kind of a boneheaded thing but i scheduled the soccer team dinner for february 1st which is the same night uh for which i had scheduled the support group meeting for my support group for parents whose children died and then it turned out they weren't really dead and i can hear you i can hear you rolling your eyes i can hear you it's loud you have long eyelashes and they brush against your skin and i can hear it when you roll your eyes Why do you need a support group your kids not even dead isn't that kind of weird no it's not weird it's a very triggering experience It's a strange mindset to be in, and it's a strange mindset to suddenly have yourself yanked out of. So why don't you try to show a little compassion for people? I'm the president of the support group for parents whose children died, and it It turned out they weren't actually really dead in the first place. And I resent the implication that that's a waste of time and, and not something that people need, because people need it. Ever heard of mental health? Ever heard of not shaming people because of mental health? Yeah, I didn't think so. Why don't you look it up? So, and I'm sorry for that outburst. The bigotry really pisses me off. And you don't want to get on my bad side. So, what I've done is I've scheduled these two dinners on the same night. And I'm kind of freaking out because, hey, that's not something you want to do in the first place. And there's no way, I can't change it. The data is set in stone. It's cemented. A lot of these dads on the soccer team, they do, they have important jobs. And so they can't, everyone has marked this day down and it's done. It's that can't move. And a lot of the people in the support group, they're busy too, because all of a sudden they have kids again and it's, their lives have been thrown into turmoil. They were used to all this extra free time that they had. <laughs> now all of a sudden they've got a kid. So it's hard to schedule that too. So that date is also February 1st is like it's etched in stone for both of these events. I can't change it. And I really don't want my new family finding out about my old family and finding out about what I went through, but I don't want to like abandon them. And I don't want to abandon my support group on the same night. I can't, it's not like I can choose one or the other. And I have also, (laughs) I'm the person in charge. I'm the president and the coach. I've got to find the restaurant. I've got to set up the night, so, so I thought what I'd do on my show, because I haven't gotten to this yet, because it's just been too stressful. I thought I would call around. I would ring up a couple of restaurants and ask them a few questions, see if they have the capacity for us. Um, maybe I'll just need one. Maybe it's a one and done kind of thing. Maybe the first place we try is going to be a fit, um, but yeah, so this is... uh. Let's so see. Let's get to the shop. Uh, it's like all keypads. All right. Let's see. I'm dialing up the first restaurant and we're going to see if they can accommodate us. Arby's Husky? Hi, this is Arby's. This is
1: Arby's.
0: This is Arby's, great. Um, I had just a couple of questions. Can I, okay. is that okay? Um, how big is your restaurant area? Is it kind of a spacious area? How big is our
1: restaurant?
0: Yeah, like if I wanted to like host like a team party, would it be big enough?
1: How many
0: people? Oh gosh. Well, I think there's 12 in the one party, and then let's say I would accidentally scheduled a second thing on the same night and needed to host another party. Is there room for like a party of 12 and a party of like eight?
1: Okay. Um, in my particular restaurant, I don't have anything that's like closed off.
0: Oh, so they'd see me going back and forth.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's set up like with just a normal lobby, so I mean oh. we would have other guests here. I don't have something closed off that I could just reserve. Okay. Like I know some, you know, fast food places they have like a special room sure. closed off, you know, with the doors. So and we don't have anything like that here.
0: So I'd probably get in trouble if I held both of the things there, and they'd find out, because I
1: yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your help. Thanks for your time. You're Have a blessed night. So that didn't go as well as I planned for it to. Um, So Arby's is out. Arby's is off the list. Let's draw a big X over Arby's. Um, Okay. That's fine. That's why we have backups. That's why we find a couple of restaurants to see if, because the first one doesn't work, we can call the second one. So let's try calling the second one. Here we go. Hopefully they're open. It's a bit late.
2: Thank you for calling Medieval Times Dinner and Tournament. Your call may be monitored or recorded for quality and training purposes only. Uh, yeah. I like it already. Thank you for calling many oh. of the time you reach the one that got the square I may assist you.
0: Hi, I was wondering, um, do you do like parties?
2: Um when you say parties are you mean like group
0: Yeah, like if I like if I I'm a I coach a soccer team. So if I were to bring like like a team dinner, you could do that sort of thing?
2: Um well, we it has to be at least fifteen people.
0: Oh yeah, um, great. If
2: not yeah, so you you would probably talk to our group sales department because they they deal with um you know group okay. issues that is non birthday related. Um, what what uh, location are you going to?
0: Uh, the one on Polito Ave.
2: At New Jersey. Litter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So let me give you this number. They work nine to four,
0: mm. Monday through Friday. Okay.
2: Okay, so um, you have something to write with?
0: Yes, I do. Two z***. Two z***. Huh? Mm-hmm. Two, two, two z***. Two, two, two. It's a lot of twos. Nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, so
2: two, two Two, two, two z***. The extension is two z***. Two, one. two, two one. Hold on for if you hold on for a second, I'll transfer you into their voicemail. Just leave a message. Tell them what you want, you know, what you're looking for, and you know, leave your contact information. They'll call you back tomorrow.
0: Great. Thank. You. Before you go, can I ask you one more question? Sure. Absolutely. So, so let's say, in addition to the one party, I had another party. Let's say I'd scheduled two events on the same night on accident, and the night is set in stone. Is the layout of the of the restaurant, the, you know, the, the whole thing, is it the sort of thing where I could go between parties without being seen by the other party? Because that's imperative. Mm, no. No. Okay. Probably not. No, because it's, it's in an oval
2: shape, and there's not oh. a lot of foot
0: traffic. Okay. No. So yeah, even during the... the like,
2: okay. Darn.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for your help. Have a blessed night. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. Um. So you, you want me to transfer you, correct?
0: Ah, eh, that's all right. I'll figure it out. You take okay. it easy. Nope. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Oh. Oh, for two so far. Starting to get a little nervous about scheduling because the third backup plan is a little scary. Because it uh it involves calling the place where I used to work as a teenager. Me, Franklin. Um, and doing this with them. I was hoping it wouldn't. I was hoping it wouldn't come to this. But that's why they call it rock and roll, baby. That's why they, they call it rock and roll. So, all right, let's see. Uh, hoping I'll recognize my voice. <laughs> it's like a. Well, it's a family-run restaurant, so I can't imagine management's changed. It's been about 10 years since I worked there, but maybe if I did this. Ooh, this is good. Hello. All right, we can try that (laughs) and see. Okay, let's see.
1: And Edmund, this is
0: how can I help you? Hi, I was wondering uh, if you have the layout of your restaurant. Is it big enough for like a, a soccer team party?
1: Oh, man. Um, how many you got in your soccer team? Or how many will be joining for well, dinner? Well,
0: in the soccer team, there's about eight people.
1: Okay. And um,
0: like a bonehead, I schedule two events on the same night with two separate groups I'm a part of, and I can't really change the date on either. Is it the sort of restaurant where there's, like, separate areas where I could, like, go between groups?
1: Um, kind of. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Um, so we've this got – uh, you, you, you say you've never been here?
0: No, I've never been um,
1: here. Okay. Um, so we've got a couple tables in the front okay. by the bar. Um, okay. And then we have an area for up to 15 people right above the bar. And now that's very private. Now hmm. then you walk through a corridor to the back and then we have like a full dining room and that even goes upstairs. So if you were wanting to do two different parties here on the same night, you might be able to get away with it.
0: Huh. Okay. Like it's sort of like a sort of Mrs. Doubtfire kind of thing.
1: <laughs> Which like
0: I know. It's I'm kinda of, it's kind of a daunting prospect, but I really can't change Either of these parties, can't and really, it can't miss either of them. No, both dates are sort of set in stone.
1: Um, what are both your parties? How many people in both?
0: Well, there's eight in the one, and there's about six in the other.
1: That's you, that's not a big deal at all. Yeah? We can we okay. can set you up easy.
0: All right. It's like one is like a soccer. It's a like kids, and then one is okay. for like you know kid. You know, there's a couple kids. It's a small soccer team. Gotcha. Uh, um, when
1: when were you thinking about doing this?
0: We were thinking the first of February.
1: Oh, really? okay yes. um, I'm not sure how close you live, but that would probably give you a chance to maybe come in and take a look around if you wanted
0: okay, yeah, um, maybe I'll pop in sometime this week
1: okay, awesome. um, so we're open every day of the week, um from four p m to ten p m um uh, I would advise coming in maybe like four to six. Okay. Um, cause, cause from about six to eight or so, we're pretty busy with just customers oh, and, you sorry, know, the whole restaurant sorry. thing. Yeah, restaurant. Um, so kind of showing you around would be difficult, but if you okay. came in, say like four o'clock, that'd be awesome.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. So
0: have a wonderful, blessed night. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Okay. So seems like we might have found a restaurant for this thing. He seemed pretty. He seemed pretty sure that I could pull this off. I, um, you know, I kind of wanted to get into the details of it more, but he didn't seem that interested in the personal aspect of it. So, hey, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Well, this has been the <laughs> Shay Moss Memorial Hour. I'm your host, Franklin Delano Moss. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I, ho- I know that the last one had a bit of a love-hate relationship with people. And then that's something you just can't get around. But I hope that this episode, you thought, had all sorts of different parts to it. that all of the, of the... Well, let's not call them skits because I didn't like when Scrumpty did that. But let's say all the segments I had planned for it worked out perfectly. Didn't peter out. Didn't involve me chickening out on getting into the details of them with the people on the phone. And instead being way too polite because I'm a coward. Um boy this show had it all didn't it so i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you can comment on the forums and tell me how much you did or didn't like it because gosh your comments aren't going to matter much to me psychologically anymore if they're mean because i'm only doing the show but a few times for why is the purpose of it now that the shane is alive so that's about all i have today thank you so much for joining us I guess for the song of the week, just uh, it's your choice. Just once this ends, you just go go to your iPod. Hopefully, you've got a click wheel and put on your favorite song. That's courtesy of me. This one's on me. You enjoy that song, free of charge. I'll foot the bill. This uh, is the Shane Moss Memorial Hour. I'm your host, Franklin Delano Moss, named after the president, not the one you're thinking of. Signing off. Uh...